Aretha Franklin, the Jackson 5, Al Green, Chaka Khan. Those are just a few of the artists in a new collection of largely unseen photographs from the golden age of soul, R&B, and funk. Stories from the photographer who captured all of them on the latest episode of It's Been a Minute from NPR. So t- today's my mom's uh, 92nd birthday. That is amazing. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? I saw the photo you posted on uh, Instagram, and, and it is just the most joyful. She's just, you know, like, I don't know what most people think of when they try to conjure the image of a 92-year-old, but, you know, like, I don't know, maybe uh, a walker or looking frail or maybe, you know, surrounded by her, you know, what? and she's just, like, kicked back in this chair, <laughs> biggest smile, just hanging out. It's bittersweet. I called my mom this morning, and I sang happy birthday to her, and she said, oh, that's so sweet, and then she said... <laughs> Who's this? Oh no! No, oh, oh, no, no, true. And, oh, and I said it's your no. son. And oh. so I love that. How, however, that she's so open-hearted and open that she's like <laughs> anyone who wants to call me, wish me <laughs> happy right. birthday, whoever this person is. <laughs> she listens to more music than I do. She can sing. Uh, the words to almost any song from the 30s and 40s. I mean, she'll make a couple of the lyrics up, but who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But she has the 24 uh, singers and what I call singers and swingers, but it's singers and swing oh. channel on uh, all the time on her cable box. So mm-hmm. on either the living room or the den, there's always the music is always playing and she walks around singing. Uh, I mean, that's the, the power of music and that's why music therapy exists. To, that's right. You know, especially for people who are suffering from dementia or. Alzheimer's, a song can trigger all these connections in their brain that they otherwise aren't making. Yeah, and, when, and she's so happy when it happens. Yeah, so that's, it's, it's pretty that's cool. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday, Buzzy. Happy birthday, my Buzzy, mom. Buzzy, is that yeah. what she goes by? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, maybe you, should, maybe you should play a song for her. Do we have a song? I don't know if this is for her. Uh, she has no idea what I do for a living, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the closest thing my mom has ever said is, oh, you play music on the radio. And so, you know, yeah, that's, that's close. That's close yeah, enough, yeah. 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 I want to play, uh, there's a new song from Boy Genius. Boy Genius is the yeah. project of uh, Julian Baker, Lucy Dacus, Phoebe Bridgers. It's a trio. They're out on tour doing this thing. They put out an EP the other day after having released a single previous. Uh, They're coming to do a tiny desk, which I'm excited about. I want to play the leadoff song uh, from it. You can tell it seems like it's certainly origins from a Lucy Dacus song. At least she takes the verses while everybody joins in on the choruses. I'm going to play this great song called Bite the Hand from Boy Genius. I can't hear you You're too far away I can't see you The light is in my face I can't touch you I wouldn't if I could I can't love how you want me to I can't love you How you want me to I can't love you How you want me to
I'm so glad that they thought to get together and make this music. They're all so wonderful on their own, and they fit together perfectly. Yeah, to Lucy Dacus, Julian Baker, and Phoebe Bridgers together, they harmonized so beautifully. They kept running into one another in, in different shows and so forth. I got introduced to Lucy through going to see uh, Julian Baker at a a little show here in D.C., uh, a place that holds about 180 people, D.C. 9, maybe yeah. 200 people. Anyway, it's great to see all of them growing and putting out such terrific music. The album from Lucy Dacus this year is going to be one of my favorite records of 2018, no secret there. Yep. Boy Genius is the name of the group. Their EP uh, just came out. They come to the Tiny Desk in just about 10 days. Can't and we'll wait. put that up shortly afterward. You know, we had a, another great band at the Tiny Desk. I guess it was just this last summer, and we still haven't put it up yet. We've been sitting on it, and it is the band Pedro the Lion. Oh. And it is uh, we're going to put that Tiny Desk out in about a week, uh, I believe around November 7th or so. You can, you can check it out. But Pedro the Lion, they are back. This is uh, mostly the music of David Bazan. Uh, with a rotating cast of collaborators, uh, formed in Seattle in the mid-90s, put out a handful of records, and then uh, formally officially broke up in 2006. David Bazan went on as a solo artist, even though, I mean, it was mostly his music, and he often even recorded all the instruments. He started just touring and recording under his own name. Uh, and a couple of years ago, he was feeling pretty down. He was at a low point. He decided that he needed to be reinvigorated in a way, and he got himself a rehearsal space, and he set it up as though it were for a full band. You know, like he had the drums mic'd, and he had mic stands, and had a guitar mic'd. And, um, and he got back to work the way he used to work, which is he would write all these songs with... Uh, the idea that other band members would play them, right? He'd orchestrate these parts, and he says that it started to feel like home. And after a while, he said it started to feel like Pedro the Lion. Then in June, this past June, he went into the studio with Eric Walters on guitar and backing vocals and Sean Lane on drums to record this new album called Phoenix. Pedro the Lion came to the tiny desk as a trio, and one of the songs they did is called Yellow Bike, a song it just floored me. That's the song I, I'm so happy to get to play now, the song Yellow Bike from the album Phoenix. And David Bazan says that uh, it's a song that speaks in part to all the loneliness that he has felt over the years. Among other things, Yellow Bike is about my childhood preoccupation with riding bikes and how it dovetailed naturally into my grown-up preoccupation with making music and going on tour. And how ultimately, as much as I love each of those pastimes, that what I really wanted was somebody to share them with.
This, this song actually really gets me really emotional. I, I, I just think David Bazan is just so, uh, he's so brilliant to, uh, about digging into the past and all the ways that we still carry it with us as we grow older. And he just so perfectly captures the innocence of youth and the freedom and hope and the excitement you feel when you're only six years old and it, all those things you feel just by learning how to ride your bike. He ends up using it as this, this great metaphor for uh, how when life has you down just and you're lonely, just keep pumping your legs and keep going. At the end, he sings, traded it for, what, my kingdom? He just repeats, my... like, just my kingdom. You know, this is all great, Tra- but my kingdom for someone to ride with. Just friendship. Yeah, friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the album is called Phoenix. That song's Yellow Bike from Pedro the Line. The record is out January 18th, their first one in 15 years. And here's somebody who's been recording for 20-plus years. I think he oh, put yeah. out his first demo EP when he was about 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty he's great a real to, see, to hear something so inspired by yeah. someone who's making music for a long time. Yeah, most definitely. Hey, Otis Hart. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> it's been an eternity. I know. Thank you so much for letting me parachute in on your podcast. Otis Hart is NPR Music's Otis Hart. Uh, he so often would bring electronic dance music to our our world. I actually think this band I, I know that you want to play works really well out of Pedro the Lion because I think sonically they feel like they were plucked from the same era. Yeah, I totally agree. The, uh, the band's name is Quivers. They're from, uh, well, they're based in Melbourne, Australia, which is a real hotbed for great rock music these days. Probably most people um, associate it with Courtney Barnett, but there's like a really great little community of laid-back 90s-style indie rock artists. And Quivers is a foursome uh, who moved to Melbourne from Hobart, Tasmania, which is, um, you know, that little island off the coast of southern Australia. Sam Nicholson, Michael Panton, Bella Quinlan, and Holly Thomas. That's who's in this band. Uh, but the songwriter, for the most part, is Sam Nicholson. And he reminds me a lot of, like, the go-betweens or the clean. Uh, the, you know, this band kind of slots right in with hmm. that uh, flying nun sound that Australia is sort of famous for. And I should say not just Australia, Australasia, because it's really, you know, Australia and New Zealand. 
What are we going to hear? We're going to hear uh, the band's first single. It's called Pigeons, and, and it's just the song just gets me every time. It's uh, my favorite track from their new album called um, We'll Go Riding on the Hearses. <laughs> I'm Fun. there. Let's hear
Some great lines in that one. I, I love the line, uh, all the best people are a little broken. Yeah. It's it. it he's he, Sam uh, Nicholson, the lyricist. He, he's got some, he's got a gift for some one-liners that are sprinkled throughout the the album. And unfortunately, a lot of the inspiration for uh, lines like that came from the tragic death of his brother in a diving accident. He was touring mm-hmm. America uh, as a drummer in one of his friends' bands, and you know, halfway around the world, he finds out that um, his brother's gone. Oh. And uh, so that. That formed um, the theme for the entire album, uh, We'll Go Riding on the Hearses. A lot of the songs are actually really optimistic and, and sort of um, bright, uh, like Pigeons uh, just was. But, you know, there's that undertone of kind of longing and loneliness, you know, to, to lose someone uh, so close to you. And uh, I feel like he, in some ways Sam is, is, a, is a great role model because he's he's taken something that's just been obviously overwhelming and something that could really bury you um and he's turned it into a a really beautiful cathartic album and the bit about how all of his friends are broken and all the best people are it really speaks to his understanding that one of the secrets to being happy is understanding that you're going to be broken and you're not always going to be happy i think that he's got reason to be happy though because he made a fantastic album and uh I, I can only imagine the contradictory or conflicting feelings you know about um sort of being celebrated for something that you know you wish you didn't have to write but you know people are slowly uh f- hearing about uh quivers and, and sam he's recording uh, a second album right now with dave moody who's the drummer in courtney barnett's band so um, we'll be hearing more from him in the near future and this album came out earlier in the year, right? Including some songs that have been kicking around for a bit. Yeah, uh, Sam uh, Nicholson released this album in February after sort of uh, writing the songs over the period of, you know, 18 months. Awesome. Quivers. Thanks, Otis. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. We should take a break, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, We're not going anywhere. No, I was going to say we'll be right back, but... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. In 1980, with a few thousand dollars and used dairy equipment, Ken Grossman founded Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Ken's award-winning ales propelled him from home brewer to craft brewer. Today, Ken and his family still own 100% of the company, one of the most successful independent craft breweries in America. More at sierranevada.com. Support also comes from MailChimp. It might sound like MailChimp just does email marketing, but they actually do a lot more to help your business grow. Because growth doesn't just look one way, MailChimp helps guide you to the right marketing decisions for your business, from audience management to ad campaigns and automation. MailChimp, they do more than mail. I have to say, I had tried to cut back on the amount of coffee I was having. I'm on my sixth cup of the day, and it feels amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad that I gave that up. It didn't last long, a day or two. but I, I didn't even know. It went, went right by me. Hmm. Mm. By the way, I got I bought a, a coffee maker for the office, for mostly for tiny desk guests yeah. and stuff, and I just ordered, um, a, I don't know, five, ten pounds of coffee, so... Actually, I'm not going to tell you where it is. It's, you <laughs> know, I, 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 I have yeah. to go to the cafe. You could never make enough in that little press mm. to, uh, yeah. Yes. But, okay. but I appreciate the sentiment. Hey, do you remember a couple years ago, we went to South by Southwest, and I told you about how I had 
uh, discovered this artist that was playing at a swimming pool at a hotel. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I love when, when we go to South by, I love finding all these little obscure shows, um, you know, off the main drag. It, the artist was Paula. It's spelled P-A-V-V-L-A, pronounced Paula. And I remember when I went to that show, the front desk clerk had to use their security badge to wave me out to the (laughs) pool area. And she was playing with a band between these two massive pillars at the end of the pool. So you couldn't really, if you were, you had to be in the water. Which is not you. I mean, (laughs) you going to a pool is like, yeah. All the moisture and it's terrible. But the music was great. The singer is Paula Hornet. She performs with a, a few other people as Paula. And it's just this fantastic mix of acoustic guitars and electronics, which I love so much. She has such an enchanting voice. They have a new record coming out called Secretly Hoping You Catch Me Looking. And I want to play this song called Unbreakable. Paula says that unbreakable is about the fragileness of a relationship, of any relationship, really. I'm quoting her here. When things go well, everything seems fine and you don't think it could ever end. This song is about stopping for a second and thinking how easily we can lose every good thing we have in that moment. Writing this helped me to not take any relationship I have for granted. Unbreakable from Paula. I just realized the singer of your favorite band sounds awful. When you don't sing with him And cooking for one Is never that funny I always end up Eating two meals Unbreakable It all seems so unbreakable It's so scary how we think it is When it's not We think it is When it's not Unbreakable at To tear it all apart, I'm just lying Thinking it all dies, makes me appreciate your art How weird is that? Unbreakable, it all seems so unbreakable It's so scary how we think it is when it's not We think it is, but it's not But it's we romanticize the idea of dying together Oblivious of the comfort we subconsciously decided to settle for Easy going love Is this the type of love we deserve to fight for? Unbreakable, it all seems so unbreakable Unbreakable, it's not. We think it is, but it's not. We think it is, but it's not. Unbreakable at all. 
<laughs> I think in in music, one of the things that I I love when an artist takes the time to add the little extra thing to it. You know, it's like so often the biggest problems have the smallest solutions, and she keeps this song from just being a straight singer-songwriter with all the little things that she sort of plops in underneath there. And the fact that the song completely melts in the middle of it to this really warped low sound, perfectly capturing that feeling of being alone and losing everything and the time suddenly stands still comes to a slow melting halt there in the middle of it great so much music i i hear there's such a disconnect between what they're talking about and what the music is and mm-hmm. when songs like this work so well it's one world yeah and with without being too obvious right either. i mean yeah. contrast is good too and i'm not yeah. saying you can't do the opposite to make your point but there's a purpose and rhyme and reason and and so much music i hear it just feels like okay well a d e sounds like a good chord progression i got these words yeah and then that's it so i love the thought that went into this by paula yeah paula p-a-v-v-l-a is how it's spelled pronounced paula of course it is and uh this is she she did tell me when i talked she said she literally did it just because she thought well isn't that what i'm supposed to do to make it cool (laughs) well it uh, i mean i thought people do that just so you can search and find something like if she just That's went true. under Paula, then yeah. it would just be. And I, I always, just, I'm going to give benefit of the doubt to the people who make silly spellings mm-hmm. that they're doing it to search uh, optimization, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, that, to, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. this this record, secretly hoping you catch me looking, is out November 23rd, and the label it's on is Loop Records, but it's spelled L U U P. Loop, pronounced Loop Records. <laughs> anyway, very really wonderful to have uh, new music from her. So I'm going to do something now. I'm going to play two songs back to back, and they're connected. It's been a rubble bucket kind of week for me. Uh, oh, that's right. Bucket. I follow you on the, <laughs> all the things, and I saw you posting pictures and stuff. Because Rubble Bucket were in town this weekend, played a spectacular show. But Alex Toth, who's the trumpeter in Rubble Bucket, put out a solo single this week. We put the video up online. Rubble Bucket's a complicated little project. They've been together 10 years. Alex is, like I said, is a trumpet player. Cal... Uh, Traver plays baritone sax, and she sings. The two of them have been intertwined in a relationship for a long time. They've gone through an awful lot. Cal went through ovarian cancer and is doing well. Uh, And Alex was struggling with alcoholism. He's winning. But because they fell apart as a relationship, they didn't know whether they could continue the band. Uh, But they did, and I've seen them a number of times, and this weekend was spectacular. If Rubble Bucket is coming to your town, see them. They have a brand new record out. Uh, That album is called Sun Machine. So I'm going to do two things. I'm going to play a single from Alex Toth, which is spelled... T-O-T-H. With a big... Line or like, yeah, like Toth. Over the the O. It's a song called Co-Pilot. It came out in, in September, and I think speaks to their relationship somewhat. At least that's how I take the song. And then right after that, I'm going to play another song called What Life Is from the Sun Machine album by Rubble Bucket. And thank you, Mr. Hilton. Oh, well, let's just go ahead and say goodbye then. Yeah, let's, bye let's bye. do it now. Thanks, Bob. All right. Cheers, everybody. For NPR Music, it's all songs considered. I thought you were my co-pilot